Love from the babe capital of the world, the greatest city on the planet, the lovely, the beautiful Madison, Mississippi. I'm the host you all love the most, Stanford Reed Parks, aka Mr. Spectacular, and welcome to Son of a Pitch, my dudes and babes of the world, and once again. It was one heck of a weekend, one crazy weekend. It was a great weekend. Dogs take two of three from Auburn in a wild series. I had a, I, I didn't get to make it up north to Startville this weekend. I was in, I was in Jackson. I was in Madison. I had a great time in the St. Patty's Day Parade. And hey, shout out to my boy Dirty Mike. Before I get going, shout out to my boy Dirty Mike. Hosted a solid pregame. I appreciate your hospitality, my friend. You even hosted a little watch party for the dogs baseball game on Friday and the basketball game we had in the NCAA tourney. And I appreciate that, even though I wasn't there. I know you hosted one. And hey, Dirty Mike, you're just the kind of guy everybody wants on their team. You know, the kind of guy that's not afraid to get their nose down on the barrel and lay down the sacrifice bunt to move the runners over. You know, and that's what I appreciate about appreciate about you, my friend. Definitely appreciate that. And hey, another big shout out to my one of my longtime good friends, one of my best friends all time, Mr. Sky Jones. You hooked us all up with a perfect spot for the parade on Saturday. The babes were out. Every girl was looking hot. Girls don't babes don't think I wasn't checking y'all out. Y'all all looked awesome and y'all's green. Looked absolutely fantastic. But hey, let's Let's get the show on rolling. Let's get the show on rolling. Now y'all got time, so let's go to the leadoff. Whoop! Timeout. Before we get to the leadoff hitter, that's right. Let's go to Salty Mike's free swag tip of the week. That's right, Salty's free swag tip of free swag tip of the week. Let's go to it. Hey, and this is what he has to say. It's what the man has to say, and it starts from the flow up. It start if you want to make a good impression. If you want to stand out, it starts from the shoes on up. It starts from the feet wear on up. That's right. That is exactly right. You want to make sure that sock and shoe game looks good. You want to make sure the sock game. Yeah. Listen. This month, this is from Salty Mike. You want to make sure the sock game is not too, not pulled all the way up tight, not pulled all the way up tall. Not scrunched down really low, but no, just perfectly in the middle, perfectly where the the Nike symbol or the Adidas symbol is face. Hey, listen to this: that the Nike Adidas symbol or whatever symbol is on your side is facing frontward, not sideward like most people do. That's facing front and back, not side to side, front and back. That's how you'll stand out. That's how you'll look good, and of course. All white everything. You make the shoes and the socks all white. That's how you'll get the vase. That's how you'll be swagalicious. That's my boy Salty Mike. I appreciate you, my friend. You are the man with the plan. Making Justin Timberlake looking swagless. That's right. Now let's go. Let's go to the leadoff hitter. Let's go to this leadoff hitter. Where, as you all know, 
in episode four, I read y'all, I read y'all chapter one of my autobiography, the story of Stanford Reed Parks, the Genotopian. Well, now it's time for chapter two. That's right, chapter two, the story of Stanford Reed Parks, the Genotopian, chapter two, Bala. So let's go right into it. So after defeating my baby sis out of the wound, and what people said was the biggest upset since Miracle on Ice, everyone knew I was I was going to be something special. Fox News said, by the time this Stanford Reed Parks kid goes up to heaven, he'll be going down as one of the biggest legends of all time. I won't be surprised if I see him walking on water one day. Well, at 18 years old, most kids my age would drive everyone around them absolutely insane. They would constantly be crying and pooping around the house no matter what time of the day. Their first words were usually something like dad or mom, which shocked absolutely no one around them. And at this point in time, I still have yet to say my first word at 18 months old. And I know y'all are all thinking that there's no way I could ever go 18 months without saying one word. I know you're thinking that not this loud guy could go 18 months without saying a word. Well, dudes and babes, you're wrong this time. It was a cold, frigid winter morning. And the world was still waiting to hear what the golden value of Stanford Reports would sound like. I was walking and crawling around my house with the type of swagger that the world would would put that the world would put Justin Timberlake to shame. I I I rarely ever cried, slept like a baby every night, and my diapers smelled like a tropical island breeze candle. I was chilling in the living room when my dad, Party Marty, walked in holding a brand new football. He looked at me and said, "Stanford, look what I got for you." And this is the moment the world has been waiting for. I glanced up at the new football and said, Bala! 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 And at that moment, that's when the world knew that I, Stanford Reed Parks, would become a baller with my first word, Bala. So, boom! That is chapter two of the autobiography. That's how I knew I was going to be a baller, ladies and babes and dudes. Stanford Reports, a baller, a legend, born. All right, let's keep her moving. Next segment I have for y'all today is Dude Talk, which is, of course, what I saw from this weekend at the Dude or where the dogs were playing, which was at the Dude. And hey, dogs take two or three. Dogs take two or three from Auburn, which very well easily and should have been a sweep. I should have been spot on about that. But let's start with the Friday night game. But no, 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 no. Time out, time out, out. Before I get to the Friday night game, let's talk about what I predicted last weekend. I said that Rowdy Jordan would break out of his slump. Yes, I said he would lead the team in hits this weekend. He did not do that, but he was second or third in that. I'm not positive. I think Westbury outdid him. But Rowdy. Rowdy freaking Jordan. It's about dang time. Goes 8 for 18 on the week since my last podcast. Batting 444 with 7 RBIs. Hey, you know, before the eye black y'all saw, 
Before all the shenanigans on Twitter y'all saw, you know who said he was going to break out before that? You know who did? That's right. It's your very own son of a pitch himself, Stanford Ray Parks, said that he would have his breakout performance versus Auburn, which he just like he did last year. So once again, I'm spot on. The first time I've been spot on all year. And honestly, I think I think it had to be that, you know, I predicted him to leave the dogs in average, right? I predicted him to leave the dogs in average at the end of the year. And honestly, he, he had to be tired of just letting me down. So he's like, you know what? It's time for me to prove this guy right. It's time for me to prove him right. So shout out to my boy Rowdy. Rowdy! Finally having a great weekend. I I would be if I I am a betting man, so I would bet for him to continue the success. Everybody goes through little struggles. Everybody gets cold. Everybody gets hot. He's already had his cold streak, so that's great. Anyway, back to this weekend. Dogs, Friday night. We lost a tough one, 6-5. to five. Ethan Small, 6 innings pitch. He only gave up three hits, two earned runs, seven Ks, and three walks. I mean, he he did his part. You got to know that. And then light belt. I freaking brag about him last weekend, and then he comes in Friday and gets shelled or gets hit a little bit. Not what I like, but dogs lose Friday night 6-5. to five. Then on Saturday, again for the win yet again. My man is now freaking 6-0 with a 2.58 ERA, 49 Ks, and four walks on the year. Opponents are batting 183. Holy cow, this freshman is insane. He's better than I ever thought. Like, I keep thinking this guy's going to be, all right, somebody's going to get, they're going to start hitting him eventually. Nope. He keeps proving me wrong and keep doing that again because I love every freaking second of that. Got to love that. And also, I know he scored a lot of runs on that Saturday game and on Sunday. Everybody was hitting. But what I love from Saturday's game, I talked about Liebelt just a second ago. Not pitching well on Friday. We bring him back in on Saturday and he shoves. So shout out to Liebelt. Shout out to my man there. He comes in. He, he doesn't let, let that one performance, you know, shake him or anything. He comes back in on Saturday and absolutely freaking shoves. That's what I'm talking. That's what champion. That's what championship teams do. They don't let one game. One game, uh, you know, title them. They don't want that. They go, they short-term memory, they flush it and move on to the next game. So, shout out to Eli about That was great. Also, hey, Westburg, SEC Player of the Week. That's back-to-back weeks. The dogs have SEC Player of the Week. So, my boy Westy, hey, Storm, Storm, look out. Your prediction is starting to look good. He's got three dingers now on the year. And his average is right up there with the best of them, the best of the dogs this year. And you know what? Let's see what Westbury's at. That Westbury's at three sixty-five in average with twenty-five RBIs and three dongs. He's second in the average behind Mangum. He's uh, what's that? Second in RBI, third in RBIs now, and he's uh, about fourth in home runs, I believe, if I if I'm not mistaken. So hey, he's coming along, coming along. Dude, Sunday's game was absolutely wild. Absolutely wild. So many momentum shifts. So many runs scored. 20 to 15. Holy cow. 20 20 hits by both teams. But hey, what I love most besides all the hits from the dogs is on Sunday. 
My man Riley Self coming out of the pen, and he's the only pitcher that didn't give up a run this past weekend. If I'm not mistaken, I'm not looking at the stats from Sunday's game, but I'm pretty positive that my man Riley Self is the only pitcher that did not give up a run on Sunday. I believe he pitched two innings and was lights out. He's now he's now have a 0.96 ERA. I love that, Mr. Self. I love that. So keep it up. Dogs take two or three from Auburn. An Auburn team that's really good. I don't know if y'all know this. Auburn's really good. Butch Thompson's got those boys playing well, of course, because he's a Mississippi State product, Mississippi State, a former Mississippi State coach. We always produce the best. He's got Auburn playing well. I would not be surprised if they're hosting a regional this year. They're that they got that kind of talent. They got that kind of winning ability, that kind of winning mentality over there in Auburn, Alabama. So huge weekend. Big time taking two of three from the Auburn Tigers. Let's keep her moving. Let's keep her moving, my dudes and babes of the world. Time for our next segment, the Strikeout King, which of course is who's striking out on the field, and more importantly, who's striking out off the field. Let's of course start with on the field. And hey, Ethan Small yet again. He's had he had seven strikeouts against Auburn. He's now at What's his total now at? His total now is at 58 strikeouts on the year. He's still leading the SEC. He's first in the SEC with 58 Ks. Asa Lacey of Texas A&M is second in the SEC with 56 strikeouts. And, hey, JT Ginn, once again, I, I keep underestimating that guy. I keep underestimating this freshman phenomenon we have. He now has 49 Ks of the year. And listen to this. Not only 49 Ks, but just four walks to that. Four walks. If you're going to tell me that a freshman pitcher was just going to have four walks for us and he's in our weekend rotation, I would call you absolutely insane. Four walks. I don't care about a 6-0 record, which is you know also absolutely mind-boggling, but just four walks? Come on! That is nuts! That is absolutely freaking nuts. But okay, time to go to how your boy struck out this weekend. As you all know, I was going for the three-peat this weekend. The three-peats, the St. The Patty's Day three-peat, where yeah, the past two years I've gotten lucky on St. Patty's Day weekend. And this year I was going for the three-peat. I, all the stars were in line. You would, if you would have bet your, if you would have bet a hundred dollars, you would have said I would. I mean, everything was there. I was there after the parade. We were at Howlin' Mouse. I was talking to this babe, and she came up to me. You know, I, I thought for sure I was gonna have it. I was spitting mad game. I looked fantastic as per usual, wearing a green Hawaiian shirt, looking great. My head. Now I was rocking my backwards Cubs hat. <laughs> of course, looked great there. Anyway, I was talking to this babe. Had previous success off of. And she came up and said, hey, yeah. I thought, hey, I thought I was about to have it. She goes, yeah, 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 yeah. Just wait here. Wait here for a minute and I'll be right back and we can go. I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think at this point I walk up to my boy Volt. Maybe walk to my boy Salty. Maybe my boy Wooten. I said, hey, 
take my live bet right now, minus 250. Take my bet, minus 250. Because I was that confident. That's where the live bet was. That's where the odds were. And I was that confident that I, I was about to get lucky. I hope they didn't take my live bet because it didn't turn out too well. But I hope they took it. Or I hope they didn't take it because it didn't t- turn out well. Anyway, I was waiting for that, babe. It's been about five minutes. I'm like, okay, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Then about 15 minutes, my like, goodness, who does this girl think she is? Does she think she's freaking, freaking like, uh, you know, Jennifer Aniston? I'm not going to be waiting around forever. I mean, 15 minutes waiting around is forever. And then it was 20 minutes. And then I was like, okay, this is, I've had enough. And then that's when I order the Uber. I'm like, all right, time to just throw in the towel. Your boy just ain't going to get lucky. And that's how your boy got stood up on a girl telling me to wait around for 20 Babes, if y'all ever do that to me, I am going to. I'm going to give y'all a swirly if y'all ever do that to me. I mean, that's the only thing I can do to y'all. So that's how your boy struck out swinging at a changeup, low and away. One of the girls tell me to wait around. And that's how I've learned that patience is not a virtue. Patience is not a virtue at all. And yes, I struck out, but of course I was swinging because I always swing. All right, all right, all right. Time to move. Keep on moving. Let's go to our next segment. I have full count facts where I... Load your brain full of knowledge, full of facts from SEC baseball. Let's get right into it. Let's go. Let's, let's start with the dogs here. Let's start with the dogs. We got du- we got Dustin Skelton. Last year, he's already hey he's already surpassed his home run and RBI total of last year. Last year he had one dinger and thirteen RBIs. This year he has five dingers and seventeen ribbies. Then let's move on to Olfoscu, who's also already surpassed the dinger and RBI total he had last year. Last year he had three dingers with 20 ribbies. This year he's already at six dingers and 26 RBIs. And another fact, I, I wrote, this is one of my favorite facts that I'm about to give y'all. My boy Big Dick Mac. Y'all know Big Dick Mac. I love him. One of my favorite players on the team. Last year he had 13 walks. He's already has 20 this year. 20. He already has 20. Yeah, I know y'all all love paying attention to the home run, RBI total, batting average, blah, 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 blah. My boy Big Dick Mac has already, he had 13 walks last year and he has 20 already this year. Are you kidding me? That's great. He's seen the ball great and I love that. I love that. All right. Next fact I have for y'all. This is the first time since 2013 that the Florida Gators, yes, the Florida Gators, the first time since 2013 that they lost their first two SEC series. Isn't that wild? Since 2013. That's a long time, which is, hey, I told y'all I don't don't think they're making it to Omaha this year, and it's looking like I'm gonna be right after they've been they got swept by Vandy this past weekend, and in 2013 that was the last year they didn't win their first two SEC series. They finished 29 and 30 that year, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie I'm throwing up the panic flags if I'm in Gainesville right now. I, I really am. I really am. 
Alright, my last fact I have for y'all. The dogs, the Mississippi State Bulldogs, haven't taken, have not taken two of three from LSU at home at the dude since 2003. 2003, that is 16 years, which of course is the last time the last time I made out with a babe at the dude when we were playing LSU. Of course, I have multiple times since then, but the last time I did since when we were playing LSU was 2003, which coincidentally was the last time we took two out of three from the Bayou Bengals. So, babes, if, if you all want to beat LSU this week, and I think y'all know the key, which is, of course, hey, play a little tonsil hockey with your boy, and then good things happen. Dogs will take two of three if you do that. But, hey, wild facts for y'all. Wild facts. Let's review them real quick. Skelton and Foskey have already surpassed last year's home run RBI total they had. Big Dick Matt had 13 walks last year, already up to 20 this year. Florida, their first time since 2013 to lose their first two SEC series. And the dogs haven't beaten LSU at haven't taken two of three from LSU at home since two thousand and three, which coincidentally was the last time I made out with a babe against LSU at home. So hey, babes, y'all know what to do. Y'all know what to do. All right, all right. Let's keep her moving, my dudes and babes. Time to move on to our favorite segment of the week, Dinger City. That's right. Who's hitting dingers on the field? But, of course, most importantly, who's hitting the dingers off the field? Let's start with on the field where, hey, dogs had a great weekend. Had a lot of dingers. Skelton's up to five do- five dongs on the year. Westy now up to three. You got to love seeing that. You got to love seeing that. And T-Sun, my T-Sun friends, my T-Sun fans, Thomas Dillard up to nine dongs on the year. Up to nine. He's leading the SEC or tied in the SEC with Mr. Olsen of South Carolina. They're tied the SEC lead. And, hey, all right. So this past weekend, I've made, I made the mistake a few times. I've gone up to my friends asking how they, how him and their significant other, other were doing, and they haven't been breaking up. And my dudes were kind of heartbroken of it, about it. And I don't, I don't like seeing my friends, you know, upset about girls. It would drives me nuts. That's why I can't stand babes sometimes. I don't like this about them. They, they make my, made my dudes a little heartbroken. So, which is why I'm leading y'all to. How to lose a babe in 10 days. This is that's right. The first ever how to lose a babe in 10 days. Let's start with day one, which would be the first date with the babe. And let's say you're going to a concert, you're going to something, I don't know, something important. This is where you're gonna arrive 15 minutes late. That's right, arrive 15 minutes late, a little fashionably late. Baker be questioning about you. And and when you're at the date, maybe it's a concert or something, you you talk about how awesome you look. You talk about how awesome you look and about how average she looks. You know, she's probably looking very average and how awesome you look. Then we go to day two, 
And day two is all, all about making her a choice versus a priority. You don't text her. You don't call her. You don't snap her all day. That's right. Make her guess the whole time. Make her feel like, you know, she's a choice. And then about 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 1030-ish, that's when you shoot her with the friend request on Facebook, the follower request on Instagram. That's what you do on day two. And then on day three, the, hey, day three is all about, hey, day three, it, you, you focus on her work. You send her a pet fish. That's right. Send her a pet fish with the name, and let's say you name the fish Booby. Say you name the fish Booby, send it to her with a little letter, hey, this is the, our, our new pet fish Booby. And then she's probably thinking, what the heck? He's sending me a pet fish named Booby on work, blah, 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 yada, yada. And then we move to day four. Day four is for the second date. That's right. The second date, this, this is where you probably go out to eat here, maybe a little fancy restaurant. And on this date, you talk about all the other babes you've ever been with, about how hot they were, about how great they were, about, you know, how how awesome their boobs were. And then you know, you compliment the waitress the whole time here. You say, hey, baby, you compliment the waitress about how she looks. Make her feel jealous. Don't give her any attention. And then at the end of the date, you say, oh, yeah, I forgot my wallet, sweetheart. Do you mind paying for this? And then she will pick up the bill. And that's where we move to day five. Day five is about the social media explosion. The social media explosion. That's right. You freaking put her as your profile pic. You like all of her old pics. You freaking message her parents on Facebook and say, hey, yeah, we're in love, blah, blah, blah. Can't wait to meet you. This will make her start to think a lot of weird things about you. A lot of weird things. <laughs> uh, trust me, that'd be so funny if you did. A lot of weird things. Then we move to day six. And day six is where you interrupt girl night. That's right. You know, and right, girls night out. You know how they do it. They do girls night out, and you interrupt that. You spoil it. You show up to wherever they're at at girls night out. You ruin all the fun. Just talk about that. Just about, hey, I'm here. Blah, blah, blah. Blah, 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 blah. You know, do whatever you got to do. Then we go to day seven. Day seven's where you schedule a date with the babe. But then at the last second, you cancel a date because you gotta because you want to go see a ball game. That's right. Make her a choice, not a priority. Make her a choice, not a priority. You go see the ball game and leave her stood up. And then that's where we move to day eight. On day eight, this is where you send her a souvenir from the game to her work where she's working at. Just be like, hey, I. I was thinking about you while I was, you know, having a good time with the guys and ditch you at the date. But hey, I was thinking about you. <laughs> and then day nine, day nine's for the third date. And as we all know, three dates equals wham, bam, thinking, ma'am, in bed. And this is the best part. Day nine, third date, in bed, after the date. This is where you call her the wrong name in bed. That's right. Call her the wrong name in bed. If her name's Shelby, you call her Caroline. If her name's Courtney, you call her Rachel. If her name's Heather, you call her Elizabeth. Whatever you do, you call her the wrong name here. I promise you, that's 
she won't like that one bit. And that's where I get to day 10, where you wake up the next morning and you go and maybe get a little breakfast date, a little breakfast date here. And this is where you crush her dreams. It's where you crush her dreams and say, hey, yeah, everything you're dreaming out, eh, not really smart, not really ideal. You need to kill all those dreams immediately and just start focusing on you know, life instead of whatever you think is going to happen. And hey, at that point, that's how you'll lose a babe in 10 days because there's no way she'll want you after that. So boom, 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 boom. That's why I'm Stanford Reed Parks, your son of a pitch. Let's keep her rolling. Let's keep her rolling. Next segment I have for y'all today. I have the Parks Preview, where I give you a preview of the dog's opponent this weekend, LSU, plus T-Sun. I give you all the preview of the Arkansas Razorbacks. Let's first start, let's first start with the Tigers of LSU. Uh, where else to start versus the, of course, where the hit king is. The hit king, the battle to become the SEC leader in hits between Bangum Mangum and Duplant the Seed in you. And we got Jake Mangum, Bangum Mangum, now leading the SEC in total hits with 46 on the year. He's now at 321 on his career. We have Duplant the Seed on you. To play the seed in you with 30 hits on the air. He's got 298. And hey, y'all, it's going to be a heck of a series. A heck of a series. Dogs haven't taken two of three from LSU at home since 2003, which is going to be something to look for. They got a rotation of Zach Hess. Zach Hess, who uh, last year versus LSU, last year, or last year versus Mississippi State. It went six point six and two thirds innings, pitched three hits, one earned run, ten Ks, and four walks. He can be a little bit wild. He can he can be a little bit wild. He's two and one on the year, two point nine seven ERA, thirty three and the third innings, pitched thirty six Ks, seventeen walks. Which I say he can be a little bit wild. Opponents are batting two sixty off him. Uh, I mean their other rotation they got Cole. Was that Cole Harry? I believe he's uh, 21 with 3.24 ERA, 25 innings pitched, 25 Ks, nine walks. Opponents are batting 235. Eric Walker is another guy on their staff. He's got a 6.04 ERA with a 22.1 innings pitch and seven Ks, 17 Ks, and seven walks. And opponents are batting 229. So I feel like the dogs have the have the advantage there. Last year, Zach has against the Dogs. He went six and two thirds, three hits, one earned run, ten Ks, four walks, which I said just a second ago. Ethan Small, listen to this. Ethan Small went eight innings pitch, four hits, only one earned run, nine Ks, and one walk. So hey, you think he's gonna top? He's gonna top nine Ks? Cause I freaking do. I'll I'll guarantee that he's gonna have at least ten Ks this weekend. Guarantee ten Ks on Thursday. Write it down, book it. And then hey, three hitters you don't want us to beat. You you got you got to go to the three outfielders. They got a good outfielder trio out there. You start with center field Zach Watson. Zach Watson is batting three seventy six, two home runs, eighteen RBIs. I, this dude can fly. Him and Jake Mangum are two of the best 
center fielders, not only in the SEC, but in the whole country. Then you got Daniel Cabrera of LSU. He, in the left field, he's batting 325, five dingers, 26 RBIs. And y'all, a chip, a storm. Our man Duplantis seed in ya will be in right field this weekend. I cannot wait to give it to him. He's batting 306, five dingers, 26 RBIs. It's going to be a fun one. It could be it could be a wild series. I don't know what to expect. I'll give you my predictions uh, here in the next segment, but it's gonna be so much fun. Alright, now let's go to T Sun. You're take it you're going you're traveling to Fayette Fayette Chill, Arkansas. And y'all got a big weekend. Arkansas is really good. Really good. And T Sun, I know y'all lost two or three from Missouri. But hey, it, y'all don't need to panic yet. Don't don't panic yet. Dogs lost two or three to Missouri at Missouri last year, and as y'all know, y'all know how we turned out. We actually end up finishing third in the whole nation, finishing third in Omaha. But hey, here's some picture. Here's here, here's y'all's preview against Arkansas. Hey, they got Isaiah Campbell. They're stud on the mound. He I, I, I don't know if he's rocking the uh, specs, rocking the glasses like he did last year. I haven't really watched them on TV. But I know he did last year as their number three. He's five and zero on the year with a one point nine three ERA. He's got thirty seven and thirty innings pitched, fifty one Ks, five walks, and opponents are batting two seven off him. Then they got Cody Scroggins two and zero on the year, twenty four twenty nine innings pitched, three eight three ERA, thirty six Ks, ten walks, and opponents are batting one eighty four. Honestly, Rebs, I think y'all can hit both of them. I know how good y'all's lineup is. I know how good Olenek. Uh, Zabowski, Dillard, Tyler Keenan. I know y'all can hit, and I, I think y'all can. I think y'all can do get get it done this weekend. Honestly, I really do think y'all can. I'm not too impressed with our Arkansas, even though they they're set sitting pretty steady right now in the SEC standings. But honestly, this is a weekend y'all can take if y'all really want to. Three hitters, y'all don't want to take. And just like LSU, y'all got to watch out for their outfielders. You got to watch out for Kershastat. He's batting 333 or 330 with four RBIs, 16 ribbies. Then you got Dominic Fletcher batting 303, four, four dingers, 18 RBIs. And then I know he's only batting 243, but Casey Martin, the shortstop of Arkansas, he's an absolute stud. He's going to get drafted really, really, really high. He's going to get drafted really high. I. Don't don't look at stats from this year. Trust me. I trust me. Do not look at stats from this year. This dude is an absolute stud. He's batting only two forty three, but he's got five dingers and nineteen RBIs. You don't want that guy to beat you. And I think and I honestly think that teams that opponents this year have putting that into their mind that hey we can't have that guy beat us so they might have been pitching around him a little bit giving him a lot of you know off speed pitches I don't think he's seen a lot of things straight I don't think he's seen a lot of pitches straight he's seen a lot of spin a lot of movement a lot of off speed pitches so that's why I think his average is down in the 243 mark but you don't want him to beat you because that dude's an absolute stud All right, my dudes and babes, time for the final segment. Let's go to the scoreboard where we will look at back at last week's predictions. Let's see how I did, and then I'll give you this week's predictions. Let's first start with last week where I said where I said Georgia would take two or three from LSU, which I was spot on there. Count that. Check one for the check one for the good guys. 
And then I said T-Sun would take two or three from Missouri, which Missouri shockingly took two or three from Ole Miss. I missed that one there. Then I said the Hogs would take two or three from Bama, which they did. I said Vandy would take two or three from Florida, which Vandy swept Florida. I know Florida's now just one in five in the SEC. Shocking. Shocking. Then I said AM would take two or three from Kentucky. They end up sweeping them. So I got the series right. Just missed the overall series games. And then I said, and there's another series I missed. I said South Carolina would take two or three from Tennessee. And Tennessee ended up taking two or three from the Cox. So I missed that one there. Then I said the dogs would sweep Auburn, but they end up only taking two or three, which brings my record on the year to on the my SEC record on the year to eleven and three on on SEC series winners. So let's go to this week where we got Bama at Florida and give me. Oof, I mean, Florida really needs a sweep here. They really do. So give me a Florida sweep versus Bama at home. Give me a Florida sweep versus Bama. Give me a Florida sweep at home versus Bama. We got Georgia at Kentucky. Kentucky needs a win here. Kentucky desperately needs a win. They haven't had an SEC win yet. So I'm going to say Georgia 2 or 3. Kentucky gets one. We got Auburn at South Carolina. Ooh, this is a really this is an intriguing series. This is one I've gone back and forth on. Uh, I'm going to say South Carolina is going to take two or three and a bit of an upset here. Just a small upset. Not That's not a huge one, but I'm going to say South Carolina is going to take two or three from Auburn. We got LSU, LSU at the Dogs. All right, here it is. State hasn't taken two of three from LSU at home since 2003. But this this year is the year we finally do it. Give me dog. Give me a dog sweep action. That's right. Give me a dog sweep. Dog sweeping this weekend, taking all three from LSU. Then we got Tennessee at Vandy. Hey, Tennessee surprising this year. Vandy is really good. I'm gonna go Vandy sweep. Give me a Vandy sweep over Tennessee. Then we got Missouri at A and M. Ah. I'll go AM. Do I think AM will sweep? Yes, I do. Give me an AM sweep. AM sweep over Missouri. I don't think Missouri wins one. Then we got Ole Miss at Arkansas. Another big time series this weekend. And give me the Hogs taking two or three. Ole Miss, I I think you'll have what it takes, but I'm going to give the edge. If y'all are at home, maybe I'd give y'all two or three, but I'm going to say uh, the Hogs two or three since they're going to be playing at Bomb Stadium. So let's review that. I got Florida sweeping Bama, Georgia taking two or three from Kentucky, South Carolina, the Cox taking two or three from Auburn, Dog sweeping LSU. I know, shocking. Then I got Vandy sweeping Tennessee, AM sweeping Missouri, and then the Hogs taking two of three from T Sun. And hey, once again, I appreciate. All y'all listening to Son of a Pitch, I'm the host y'all all love the most, Stanford Reed Parks. Appreciate y'all listening, and see y'all next week, fools.